another episode of Less Is The New More, where we explore interior design inspiration that allows us to be more self at home. I am here with the ever so wonderful Ash from Tove Interiors. Hello. And I'm Claire from Amilla Studio. So today we are kicking things off with a less and a more list. This is our kitchen edition. So we will be going through everything that you should and should not be including in your 2023 kitchen design. Do you know what I just realised? What? Somebody had written in that we should call our listeners L'Amour, but maybe we should call our less and more lists the L'Amours. The L'Amours. Ah, <laughs> L'Amour. Anyway. L'Amore. There's a song about that, right? No, it's Amore. It's Amore. <laughs> it's Amore. Wow, this has really gone off topic. <laughs> I'm just going to rein it back in and let y'all know that then we are going to finish off today's episode with a design disaster. And today's has actually been sent into us from lovely Lesnar Kate, who sent through an article that has been circulating in the media in the last few months weeks rather last few weeks um and this design disaster has actually cost 404 million (gasps) dollars so i'm excited to unpack that to round out the show i'm excited to unpack that (laughs) before we get to it skip there yeah we'll just go right there episode done (laughs) tell me about your design disaster claire (laughs) i feel like we need to give context to the fact that claire and i have lost it a little bit this afternoon we have we cannot guarantee any quality control of this episode no that's a disclaimer straight off the bat because we've recorded two eps today because ash is going away she's going on holidays by the time you've heard this i am gonna be on my holiday yeah where are you going tell us about it going on a boat on a boat she's on a boat i'm on a boat (laughs) i didn't want to say the next bit (laughs) i'm going on a boat to new zealand with my husband's family whoa family affair family edition we're going to new zealand so i think when this episode comes out i'll be somewhere in the bay of islands oh How's that? So look at us over here, just looking after the listeners, recording a couple of apps, but it does mean I think we've crossed the um, threshold where we've just become a little bit kooky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen at your own risk. (laughs) So to begin with, give it to me straight. What are you watching, (laughs) listening to, reading, going to give us a recommendation i wasn't expecting you to say give a recommendation you're like give it to me straight do you like my outfit well like i was expecting we you can get on to that later <laughs> all right giving it to you straight yes well i don't want to give it to you straight on what i'm watching it's embarrassing all right oh, i want it i am watching Juicy. drive to survive do you know what okay. that is no i've never heard of it but Claire. i was like oh okay that's I wanna, nice i want to tell you where i think Drive to Survive goes. Okay. I'm picturing like those cop shows where the cops just pull over random people in oh. the street because they're doing like Claire, disorderly no, no, things. No, Claire, <laughs> well, that's don't... not what Drive to Survive is. How do you not know what Drive to Survive is? I honestly don't know what this is. It's like Netflix's number one show. 
Oh, where have I been? Where have you now? This is really embarrassing. Where have you been for the past five years? This season, oh. this, this is we're on season five. Wow, I have a lot to catch up with. Drive to survive. I'm going to tell you, and you're going to be like, "Well, that's why I don't know. Why would that ever be in my algorithm?" Drive to survive is they call it a documentary, okay. but it's not. But okay. it's a documentary on Formula One. Oh yeah, I have heard of yeah, this. Yeah, okay. It's an over-dramatized, like okay. dramatized to the point where in the episodes you will watch parts of the race and you'll hear like voiceovers of the radio between the driver and the coach or the team. I don't know what they're Ooh, yeah. coach. No. I don't people know. In, the people in the pit. In the pit. The pit people. The pit people. The pit people. <laughs> That's what they're called. And Netflix has been taking clips from just like random races and putting them wherever they want. So it's not actually happening oh, in the race that you're watching. Right. To right. create like the most amount of drama. Yeah. And I like drama. Yeah, I mean, I watch maths. So I like drama. Oh, and oh, I can't. I can't do it. Oh, I think it's hilarious. I can't do it. That secondhand embarrassment. Can't handle it. I'm too squeamish no, about it. But they're doing it to themselves. Like oh. they're doing it to themselves. And I just find it fascinating watching it. I'm a big fan. I get that they're doing it to themselves, but I don't want to see it. Yeah, fair call. <laughs> well, Drive to Survive is actually a good show. Okay. I have, now that I know what it is, I have heard this. Yeah, okay. I thought when you were saying... I think Drive to Survive is. I thought you were going to be like where they put people in a car and just put a brick on the accelerator and expect them to survive. See or like <laughs> see if the airbags <laughs> malfunction or not. See what happens here. I was here. like getting a bit stressy there, but no, yours was actually quite sweet. Well, that's what, there is that show, right? It's like an old show that used to be on... Highway Patrol, that's what it's called. Oh, yes. That's yes. what I was thinking And they're of. always pulling people over and they're like, have you had a drink tonight, yeah. sir? And, and everyone is a bogan. And it's got the B part, the bottom, and you're like, did they drink? Did yeah. they drink? Yeah. They yeah. drank. <laughs> um, what have you been anyway. – well, give me a recommendation. Give me okay. one better than mine. Okay, good so, luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck to me. <gasps> so I have actually – it seems a lot more wholesome. <laughs> I've Shit. been um, reading, it's called Anna, the biography. And of course, it's Anna Wintour that we're talking yes. about. Obviously, what other Anna is there? I know, right? Literally. Anna Green Gables, not Anne of Green. Anna Green <laughs> but the book is just called Anna. And I'm like, that is how iconic she is. They don't even need to write her last yeah. name. And it is so good. I'm really, really enjoying understanding the backstory of where um, Anna, the editor-in-chief of Vogue, came from and how she became the iconic Anna. And um, to the point I'm actually going to bed early at the moment so that I can sit in bed and read it. Aww. I'm being that pathetic. No, so. I don't think that's pathetic. I think that's really – that is <laughs> you are so wholesome. <laughs> when you were like saying Anna and you're like talking about how wholesome it is, all I can think about is the Instagram video where she snubs Kim Kardashian. See, I am just trashy. <laughs> I just love the trash. I'm like, she snubs Kim Kardashian and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I need to see that. I give it a big <laughs> like and reshare. <laughs> I'm the Karen on the comments that's like, <laughs> oh, very good, very good. Let's 
get into the Chunky Monkey. I don't even know what we're getting into. <clears throat> we are giving you our less and our more list. Oh, our more list. <laughs> yes, for short. And this is the kitchen edition. So let us run you through should what is in and what is out. Before we jump into our L'Amour, mm. should we give some give the people mm. a little indicator on where they should start oh, in that, designing their kitchen? Let's start at the very beginning. Let's a very start good at the beginning of our run start. sheet, shall we? Let's yeah. not jump into the middle there, Claire. Sorry, that's me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, we did pre-warn you that this was going to be hackers. Yeah. Keep up. <laughs> um, yes, where to start when designing your kitchen. I'm going to give you my number one yes. that I give all my clients. Make an inventory, baby. Like pull, like your moving house, pull mm. everything out of your kitchen. Gives you an opportunity to do a deep clean. Mm. Lay out what you've got. Give good sammies the things you don't need because there is stuff that you do not need. Mm. And do an inventory list of what needs to be in your new kitchen mm. and take measurements specifically of anything unique. Like if you've got one of those massive like and pressure cookers yeah, or like a thermo mix. Yeah, the kind of unique of shapes. Yep, yeah. Yep, woks, things like that. Like anything unique, measure that out and write that down as well because mm. it's just going to help you get structure around your cabinetry design. So an inventory list for me is a real biggie. It is... I think that would go unnoticed often. Oh, yeah. Whenever I tell my clients, I get the like, uh. Yeah, because that is a task. <laughs> that sounded a little more erotic <laughs> than I think like you the wanted it to be. of the pickle, I think, a little bit there. <laughs> it's gone too far. If you don't know what she's talking about, just look up Tickle the Pickle and, and I it was said it so innocently. innocently and we've now revealed it's not so innocent. I never knew <laughs> that it meant what it meant and I was going around saying it. So, <laughs> anyway. So innocently. Anyway, I'm sorry. I've, I've give taken me, this off track. Give me one of your go-tos. <clears throat> I always think... You need to begin by, of course, getting inventory and understanding what you need your kitchen to do for you. What is it for? Who's using it? Is it, um, I don't know if you can hear that, but next door, <laughs> the guys in the next door studio, they host <laughs> all their staff do a boxing session every Tuesday night and it's just started and all we can hear is wax on wax off no I wonder if you guys can hear it because if not I apologize (laughs) we've gone down this dark hole if not again we've diverted to something that doesn't make sense (laughs) it doesn't make sense but it is very funny so if you hear us laughing that is what we're laughing about anyway um yeah what does your kitchen need to do Who's using it? What do you do in there? Like, are you? <laughs> that was not very articulate. But what I mean is, are you, are you and the kids baking? Are you entertaining? Do you not ever cook? Is yeah, it just on show? Never like yeah, are you Uber Eatsing every night? So really all the kitchen oh. is is just a showpiece. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so really understanding <laughs> your needs and then 
how you're going to actually use the kitchen space. I think a branch of that as well is I would like you to understand your go-to meals. Yeah, yeah. so what are, you predominantly, yep, what are you predominantly cooking in the space? What spices mm. are you using? What do you need access to? Because that will also impact your layout. So I want to know, are you eating poke bowls five times a week like Claire and I? Yeah. Or are you cooking oh, a roast on Sundays? Yeah, like all of those things impact well, how is this kitchen going to be uniquely yours? Yeah, because it will impact the layout. Yep. Where is the fridge going? Where is the sink going? All of that yep. to make it work for you. Surely you can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the other quick one, because I know people have forgotten this in the past. Mm. If you're thinking through a new layout, do not forget that it impacts your flooring. Yes, this is if you're renovating. Yeah, if you're renovating the space, just keep in mind if you've got a U-shaped kitchen at the moment and you're looking to do a L-shape with an island, like you're creating a gap, mm. you've just got to remember your existing flooring is unlikely to be running under the existing cabinetry and therefore you need to address flooring in that case. So that's more of a little like top trip just yeah. to keep that in mind because people always forget that and that's a significant expense added on yeah. At the last minute. Particularly if it's flowing through the rest of your house. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, boy. Yeah. Great. Well, that's where you're going to start. That's just a little, a little taster, a little taste tester of where to start on your kitchen design journey. So let's now dive into our less and more list. I know you've all been waiting because I you know, told you earlier that that's where we're going. <laughs> now we're here. Ah, le more list. <laughs> okay, so let's kick it off on the less side of the list. The kitchen triangle. Oh, she's gone. It's out. It is so out. Nobody needs it. The kitchen triangle traditionally would be the suggestion that your cooktop, your fridge and your sink created a triangle within the layout of your kitchen. Yeah, it was like appliances in one section, sink in one section, like it, almost so that you could walk a triangle, like if you needed to. Yeah. There's Which, no point. Why are you walking a triangle? No, for yeah. One? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, even more so now when things are expanding more and more. Because yeah. once upon a time, the triangle included just your fridge. So then what about your pantry? So that also stores your food. And once upon a time, the triangle was just your cooktop. Okay, well, what about the oven? What if and you oven have a towers. Oven? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not actually adaptive to how we live in yeah. our homes now and how all no. the things that need to go into our kitchen. If you are currently designing your kitchen and you're working alongside a designer that says we're going to do the triangle oh. approach, run. Get out of there. Yeah, it's not... It's not a vibe, no. it's out, but we're replacing it with more of something, Yes, which is zoning. So yes. what zoning is referring to is almost like an assembly line of areas that you might be using. Mm -hmm. So you'll have your preparation zone, your cooking zone, your cleaning zone, mm. your serving zone, and your eating and entertaining zone. Mm -hmm. So it's basically the way that we're approaching it now means that if you're standing at the cooktop, and you're cooking, mm. that becomes your cooking zone. And within reach, you should have everything available to you. You should have your spices, your oils, your woks, your fry pans, your 
utensils that you need to cook, like everything yes. without you having to pivot around the room. Yeah, and move up and down because if you then picture someone else being in the kitchen with you, yes, you're cooking and yes. someone else is in a different zone. You don't want to be crossing paths with them. That's excuse me, it. excuse me, all the time. So that is like the yeah. premise of having a zone. It's like the perfect, now you can say to your partner like, no excuses. I'm cooking. You can be cleaning because yeah. that zone's free. <laughs> exactly like it right. does. It allows for flexibility in the space. It's such a, I don't know if ergonomic is the right way of wording it because it's not, but it, it is a more ergonomic way to design. It really is. It's more considered of how we actually use a space. Yeah. And for example, if we go through the zones, like the cleaning zone would be like your dishwasher, your sink, and, and your, your bin. bin. And that is so important, yep. the three of those, how you set them out yep. in your home. I actually think that's one of the biggest downfalls that people don't put enough emphasis on. Yeah. Because you want your bin, your sink and your dishwasher. <gasps> I was just about to ask oh. you, what is your your the layout, order? your yeah. order? So my is order is? is left to right, the bin, yes, then the sink yes. and then the dishwasher. Yes. But that is how... I work, I'm right-handed working from left to right. I don't know, left-handed, would you work the other way? I don't know. But I always, when I would be designing kitchens, would always ask that because you would get... Scrape. You scrape it into the bin on the left-hand side, then you rinse it in the sink which you're stack standing it. in front of and then you stack it yes. on the right. It gives Shut you, up, shop, done. It gives you the space in between to stand. Yes. People that do bin, dishwasher, sink... What are they doing? Blow my mind because – so you've got to think about the fact that the dishwasher door needs to be open and you want the bin to remain open. Totally. So you've removed your standing space. So if you've then got the sink all the way on the left-hand side or all the way on the right-hand side, you're continually reaching over. Not ergonomic. No. Not what we're doing it's here. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. So that's cleaning. What's the next zone? So then you've got your preparation zone. Yep. Sometimes that can overlap with your serving space. Yeah, I agree with that. So generally in your preparation zone, that is like a large bench space area where you've got uh, narrower drawers around you that will accommodate your cutlery, your knives, mm -hmm. your chopping boards, your cling wrap, all of those things. So yes. it gives you the space to do all your chop, 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 chop. Mm -hmm. Take that over to then the cooking zone and cook. And then you've then got your spare space back to then serve up in that in area. That area. Yeah. Something that is really helpful to have in a preparation zone is definitely effective lighting. Mm. Um, alternatively, well not alternatively, but alongside effective lighting, you would want to incorporate, yeah, definitely like your narrower drawers, I think. Yes, that's um, where they'd be hanging out. Yeah, I think that's where you're going to put most of your preparation items. I don't know if there's really more of like a little fun tip there for that. I think that's... I think that's him. Really him done and dusted. Yeah. Uh, another zone would be food storage. Yes. That, I don't know if that's what you'd call it. I mean... Yeah, I would probably put it in food, food storage. storage. You've got because you need your fridge. Well, I believe they hang out together. Your fridge and your pantry. Yes, they're hanging out together because as you're preparing a meal, you're not just getting food from one area or the no. other, as well as considering how you unpack the groceries. Yeah, and if you can just pack from one area so you unpack from the bags pop them in the pantry and the fridge it means you can just stand there have them both open yeah boom 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 done 
you're not again walking from one area to the other. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And then you've got your eating and entertaining space. Mm. So really you want to allow for a cavity on the other side of your island or the other side of your exposed bench top, somewhere mm-hmm. in there that people can gather around or you can eat breakfast or you can work on your laptop, whatever it might be. Yeah. It's basically an unobtrusive space. You want to be able to have enough room there that when you're prepping, it doesn't overlap with your entertaining space. Yeah, because people will always hang out there. That's like it. Everyone gravitates to the kitchen. So you you need to have a little area to accommodate for them. Yeah, definitely right. I think that's our zones pretty well wrapped up. I agree. So less kitchen triangle, more mm. zoning. I love this next less. Mm. Less glass splashbacks, people. Please. How have we come this far? Like why are we still talking about glass splashbacks? I was, I oh, was doing a – so my friend – in Perth has just purchased like he's building at Mm. the moment he's purchased a block and he's building and they gave him his pre-start document so he asked if I'd give him a hand to select of course their upgrade option was a glass splashback that's not an upgrade that's a (laughs) (laughs) boo-boo I can't keep snorting into the mic like this. It's so unattractive. It's not a boo-boo. Agreed. But it's, it's not a boo-boo. an upgrade. It's not an upgrade and I don't know why, but these days I tend to associate a glass splashback with an office and people writing on it with a whiteboard. Oh. I don't know why with a whiteboard marker. I associate it with red. Yeah, that's really how people used to make it red and be like, oh, it's the colour because it – Red is a colour that apparently stimulates hunger, hence why there's red in the If I'm in the kitchen, I why don't do want to do I don't that? need to be more hungry than but I already I am. I know. I don't it need more make encouragement. Any sense, but I do think probably the very early two thousands I'm gonna say, a red two thousand? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was. A red glass splashback was the itchy. Yes. And the, the itch shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. I'm replacing tickle my pickle with itch shit. It's a better replacement. It is a better replacement. <laughs> but and then it moved to blue. Yeah, what? people were like, I want to feel calm. Dog. I'm done feeling hungry. Oh. I want to feel calm. Talking about tickling your pickle. <laughs> I actually designed a bathroom for the owners of a. I guess, is it a sex store? Like Sexyland, but not that brand. Okay. You know. And they, no joke, put dildos, vibrators <gasps> on their splashback. Got a glass splashback, got their own image printed, because you can do you that. You can do that. I've clients do that. Yeah, I don't know why, because no, often they'll do it of like a scene, like a or tropical holiday scene or something. A family photo. Oh, I've had, no. I've had a client want a family photo. No, you can't do that. Yeah. And you can't have dildos on there either. No. But that is what they have. That is not encouraging my appetite in the slightest. They kind of did it as a joke. Because they then did actually end up taking it out. Oh, I just okay. think that they had Jeez, that's a lot of money cash to burn. Yeah, good on them. They had it for their like, I'm going to say launch party, but like when they had finished their renovation and they had a party. They had a launch party splash <laughs> I know, I know. Good How extravagant. Them. Oh my gosh, oh. I love it. But they're out. 
Oh, they're out. Dildo <laughs> glass splashbacks in particular are out. They're on the way out. They're but, on the way out. But then what's replacing it? They have been replaced by, I'm going to say one surface. So marble or stone is a big one. Just a continuous luscious surface. I mean, technically glass is one continuous surface. I know, but texture? I'm going to add. Yeah, all right, It's cool. got to have some yeah. sort of depth to it. A non-ugly. I think, I think that's why glass, it's got no depth. It's got no, no soul to it. No. Like, why are we doing that? And it's reflective. That? Like, I don't want to see myself cooking. No, no, it's usually you. like drool and <laughs> like things that you don't want to be looking at. <laughs> or just... The like splash from yeah, whatever you're cooking. Yeah. No thanks. So marble, stone, or I'm gonna say micro cement. Yeah, I don't think we've seen it a lot. We okay. I've seen micro cement introduced significantly in DIY projects. So people have been pulling off their own tiles and doing and it. And doing it. I, not a not a recommendation. Yeah, because I don't know how well that would like wash up. No, mm. but I do think we're going to start seeing it. I actually think we're going to start seeing micro cement bench tops into splashbacks. Agreed. Agreed. Because they are doing that in the bathroom. Mm. They are waterproof. They are easy to wipe down. Yeah. So if you can have it everywhere on the floor and the walls in your bathroom. Cabinetry, floor, walls, well, there ceiling. there is that house in... It was highly publicised in Burley in Queensland that the whole house interior is rendered. I All mean, of the cabinetry, the bench tops, the walls, everything, the ceiling, and it looks amazing. You could do that in Queensland too because of the climate. You could not do that here. I reckon it's coming. You could not do that here. I stand by that. You cannot do that here. I still think it's coming. You are going to throw up crap ton of rugs around mm. it will be too cold underfloor heating no nah. i still think it's coming no nah. i'm in watch it. this space i think uh let's readdress this 2024 let's see where we're at it's gonna come mm. i'm anti it oh i see i thought you're like saying I'm, it's just not coming no 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 it'll come to melbourne but i i disagree that it should Ooh, be no i like it hospitality like go it. for your life hotel go for your life home Love the look. It's. I don't think it's practical in Melbourne. I really, really don't. Would you do a, a whole bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do a whole bathroom. So you're saying just keep it contained to the bathroom yes. or a splashback bench top but combo? But not a whole But home. not everywhere. Oh, no, okay. it's too cold here. I'm vibing it and I'm going to put it on the Instas and I'm putting it to a pole. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm going to win. I'm going to win. So there we go. All right. Well, then I think we should see less of doors. Yeah, not doors to get into places. <laughs> not entry <laughs> doors. We no. still need a little bit of privacy yeah, here and there. No, I, I mean, you've heard me crap on about this stat, as has everybody. But if you replace, let's say you've got a 700 unit and, you, and it's got two doors on it. And 700 you, millimetres 700 wide. millimetres. About Sorry, <laughs> apologies for the rookies out there. <laughs> 700 millimetres wide and you replace it with a 700 millimetre wide bank of drawers you mm. get 50% more usable storage doors in a kitchen you are never getting back there to get your blender you're never, never. getting back there to get the dead rat it's just no. not happening it's all just staying there it is and forget <laughs> with a cupboard that you have to reach over the top of everything 
and pull things from the back. So everything needs clearance height. Yes. So you can't just have shelves butting up against each other. No. Whereas drawers, you can. You can. That's what I was trying to say. Claire will probably edit the first two bits out, but if you don't know, Claire <laughs> just said three times in a row, you forget with a cupboard and then forgot what she was saying three times. So we got there in the end. And her point was actually really good. But I might edit that bit out too. <laughs> Dirty dog. All right. So we're out with doors and I think we kind of gave them more away that we're in with drawers. Yes. Drawers are a real thing for all of those reasons. And they just look so much nicer. Oh, yeah. I'm in with drawers. I'm in with internal drawers. Yes. Do you know the Get biggest drawer I'm in, in with? Pantry. Yeah, tell me. Sink drawer. Oh, yep. That is an absolute game yep. changer to the point where I get giddy telling <laughs> clients that I'm going to do that. Because so basically for a very long time, you'd be like, you can have drawers, you just can't have them under the sink. And the mm. sink just became this real big pain point. And I don't know if Bloom was the first one to do it, but I'm going to give him credit that they were. Bloom, which is a hardware manufacturing company, released drawers that you could do under a sink as mm. long as you could push the plumbing back a little bit and they did like a little U-shape cutout for the pipes. Like it all made sense. If you mm. could do it in a vanity, that's the bit that I never understood. Yes. If you can have drawers in a vanity, you can have drawers in a kitchen under a sink. Yeah. And now they've done it and it's really cool because you've got this little U-shape that you can put your sponges and your detergent and can you see this gets me going? And then <laughs> like all these things and then you've got a drawer underneath for all your bins and it tickled my pickle like <laughs> I was so about it how many times can we enter that in it'll be a drinking game in the end how many times can I say tickle my pickle? <laughs> that's a great drinking game we should tell everyone at the start of this episode get a get a vino get in a hand, vino hand. <laughs> maybe have the bottle okay <laughs> a bottle. Right. okay uh great so that's drawers we want to see less Corner pantries. Ah, oh, corner pantries have n – I have no time for a corner pantry. A corner pantry as well as a corner spa bath. Oh, <laughs> get them. They're, they're in the same house though. Although I had a corner spa – like as in I just stayed in a place that had a corner spa bath. Yeah. And I really enjoyed myself. Luxurious but still ugly. Oh, yeah. And luxurious for a week and away when it's not in my house. Yeah, Totally. So yes, all corner the, the corner things, like, no thanks. And, like, the corner pantries that were built with stud walls, like, I also yes. never got that growing up when you did, a, like, a bulk bill home. Mm. Yeah. Bulk bill? <laughs> did you say bulk bill? She's going to the doctor, apparently. <laughs> no, a we're bulk, talking about building here. A bulk. bulk. Oh, like a... um. Volume builder. Yeah, when you went with a volume builder, you yeah. always those corner pantries that were built with stud wall, like they had wall. Yeah, rather than externals, rather cabinetry. than cabinetry. So you chewed up over two hundred mil of your kitchen. We don't have time to waste two hundred mil of a kitchen. No, we don't have time or space <laughs> to waste. <laughs> no time, no space to waste. <laughs> um, so I think we're out with that. And Get what are we them. replacing the corner pantry with? Uh, with like an appliance cupboard or an yeah. appliance pantry. Yeah, an appliance pantry. Yeah. They're, so they're almost like the if you can't get a butler's pantry, you get an appliance pantry. Totally. So it would be fit with usually a double door if you can even have a bifold door on there. Oh, thank you very much. And a bench in there. It doesn't have to be a bench 
top, like bench top material, but it can be a laminate, at, yeah, yep. something at bench height, so that you can put your toaster and your kettle and all those things that you're putting out on the mm. bench top, but you don't actually want other people mm. to see. Put them in your little appliance yeah. pantry, and then they can stay plugged in and used yeah. all year round. And then underneath that, pull out drawers. Yeah, get those drawers in there. We need as many drawers as we possibly can have. And then above the benchtop area would be like scalloped shelves. Yes. Like U-shaped shelves. We can probably post an image of this. Totes. Yeah. We on really our gram. Can. And even better is to put an automated light in there so that when the door is open, the yeah. light is on. I love all that. Automate yes. everything. Yes. Automate it all. Automate it all. I Like even the cooking. And in-house chef. Is that yeah. how you automate it? I don't know. Because I want one. <laughs> I don't know. Get me one. And I've chucked this in real cheeky at the back. I'm going to give you this whole point because you were so excited about I it was. that I want you to do the less and more. Ash was like, and that's it. I was like, no, no. I've got one more for you, which is less freestanding appliances. If you can have integrated appliances, which is obviously the more, we need more integrated appliances. Get them in there mm-hmm. because why do you want to be looking at a big shiny fridge when you could have it tucked away nice and neatly behind your cabinetry door that just creates this cohesion throughout the whole kitchen? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want that? I think specifically where it plugs in well is when you're when you have open living, so when your living room is a part of your kitchen, Yes. I think it encourages the kind of atmosphere that you want because it does end up like we all know it's a kitchen, but it's more like a furnished yeah. piece in your home it versus is. like a kitchen backing on a living space, which sometimes yes. can have a bit of a jarring effect. It really can. So the fridge and the dishwasher are the big ones for me. Mm-hmm. Get rid of freestanding, have them integrated, nice and tucked away. What else could you – oh, a range hood you could – yeah, your range hood. So instead of having a freestanding, I uh, have heard on good authority that ovens are coming. So they I don't like that. will be behind no. cupboards. I don't like I'm it. I'm vibing it. No. Get rid of it. I don't want to see it when I'm not cooking. But what about when your cake is rising? That you have to open. Know. That can ruin a cake when you open the door. Maybe it'll. Maybe it'll have you know how um, like a peek melee have the you actually you tap to open on it. it you tap to open it I'm thinking of those fridges you know how you tap, you tap them on and it then and you can see, see? Maybe but then they'll have not, something like that but then it won't be cabinetry you're not going to be able to tap through a cabinet I don't know I've just heard like I know that Fisher and Paykel are in the midst of designing these so I haven't seen a prototype I don't know what they're going to look like but I know that they're coming because in Europe when I went to Milan Design Week and Eurocachina eight <laughs> years ago, everything was integrated, all the, including all of the ovens. It wasn't actually an oven appliance, I say, like the appliance itself wasn't integrated, but they would put an oven inside a cupboard, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense, but I'm not a fan of that, that either. Yeah. So anyway, Just I think that that's where it's going there will be a camera the only way i'm getting around this is if there is a camera yeah, there probably that will you be. can get on your phone and you can see because they do all of those cake ovens rising. now my oven has bluetooth so i can 
turn it on, turn it off, change the functioning, whatever, from my phone. I'm so mesmerised so by Bluetooth. why would they not have it? They probably will. That's probably how they get be, around I it. Reckon, the other day we got a new aircon unit in the studio and it, you can control it via Bluetooth. Yeah. And they're like, you know, so when you're on your way to work, you can turn it on. And he was embarrassed for me at how gobsmacked I was yeah. by that. He was like, this girl has been in a nunnery her whole life because this is <laughs> not that exciting. Living? Yeah, they'll Bluetooth something. I reckon they will. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I think we're going more to everything being like streamlined, tucked away. Yeah. As you say, more furniture-like yep. because we're living amongst our kitchens. Jeez, I'm really stuck in some of my ways, aren't I? Because I don't think I love the oven, but I'm really curious to see it. I love it from an aesthetic standpoint. I, w- I just really want to make sure we're not compromising practical. Anyway, yeah, interesting. Watch this Again, space. watch this space because when it, it has been released um, – We'll go to Fisher and Pago's new little showroom that they're launching in yes, we Collingwood will. soon. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for the invite, guys. Thank you very yeah. much. So that is our Lemoore list. Hit me with this design disaster that cost over ah. four billion billion? Four hundred million. Oh, four hundred million dollars. Dollars. How crazy. You've got to wonder how on earth it's gotten this far. So in mid Feb. It was released worldwide that in Spain, the transport department had been working on new trains. They've been working on upgrading their trains from 2009 until, no, must be 19, sorry, led you astray. This particular company have been given yes the go ahead it's all yours you're building all the trains to upgrade the whole system fabulous so they're designing all these great trains and they're having a really wonderful time and then three years later they figure out oh shit these trains that we've designed don't fit in the tunnels shut up not even kidding <laughs> so they've designed oh, all <laughs> they've designed all these trains based on the standard tunnels, but, but where they're building the trains for, it's a train line that like goes through mountains and it they were built well before there were standards. But <laughs> here's my beef. Yeah, tell me. There is software. Like when you're doing projects this big, there is software that we would create a like you could run through the train track that you're planning on creating these trains for and it would create you a virtual model in order to make sure everything fits. Like there, that is oh, basic. It would like, be so easy. And I mean, even just have an excursion and be like, oh, I might just actually go out there and take a look. Do you know what really <laughs> irks me about this? Yeah. I don't know how Spain works, but in Australia, that is tax money. Yeah. Like, okay, so this is a bit, the headlines are all a 404 million, so it's actually 237 million euro um, mistake. I've converted that to Aussie dollar for your you convenience. Clever. The transport minister has come out saying this mistake was caught before taxpayers' dollars were spent. Where's the proof? I think... I'm so cynical since this dog story. <laughs> no, but I, I don't believe it. Well, they've spent 
two years on this project. Yes. I get. I don't think they've gone to actually build the trains. They've designed the trains. They've gotten two years into the project and then gone, oh, shit, they don't actually fit. But two years of work, but, that's got to cost something. And that's surely step one. Surely step one. If you're an engineer, a mechanical engineer, is that what mechanical engineers do? I reckon. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Surely step one is... Does the body of what we're proposing go where it needs fit. to go? Like fit on the train tracks. Fit people fit, in it. Yeah, fit in between the... Tunnels. Yeah, and the... Raised track. Claire's, <laughs> we're doing charades right now. Three words. Um, First word, movie. The platforms, the platforms. <laughs> the platforms. You've got to make sure it fits between the platforms, on the tracks. People can stand, people can sit inside the tunnels. This, this gives me beef about Melbourne's trains too <laughs> because the, I'm from Perth and our trains meet the edge of the platform. Melbourne's don't. No, There's like you, a three-metre gap, gap yeah, that you've yeah. got to and high like, jump over. You say mind the gap because it's really there. Oh. I mean, that I said that as if it came over the PA like oh. London. It doesn't. Oh. It just has it written yeah, on why? the ground. Why? Why? I don't know. And it surely is so inconvenient for anyone with a pram or in a wheelchair. Yes. Because the driver has to get out of the train in Melbourne. And to get wheelchairs off. Yeah, and pull out that little planky thing. Yes. So that they can mine the gap and get on and off. Prams, I'm kind of like, you can lift the front wheel up, you can make do. Like, that's fine. Sure, you, you but can. if I had a small child in a pram, I would be shitting myself. Oh, I would just push. Getting it up over. Oh, okay. I've got more of a heart and soul, you, obviously. <laughs> the wheels are big enough. They'll be right. But a wheelchair, like you're bogging that person in. Yeah. And it, like, <laughs> I've had a really fun time. Yeah, so have I. So thanks, listeners, for coming along on this journey with us. Uh, you can really help us out by following this podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, as well as following the new more.podcast on Insta. Tell a friend about us too, you know spread the word but until next week we'll catch you later see you later bye <laughs> bye Jeez, good english toodles <laughs>